Word. Okay, so this is my attempt at trying to understand Infinity War and go. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm doing it the way you're supposed to do it. I don't think you're <laughs> supposed to watch Infinity War, not know who the fuck anybody is really besides maybe Captain America, Spider-Man, Thor. Iron Man. And Iron Man. And the Hulk. And the Hulk. But not kind of like not all day stuff. And then try to get out. Did I see Thanos before? Did I miss Thanos? Who is this bro? Like he feels like he's been around. So then. And then like Andre is our guide because you know all of it backward and forward. Literally started watching it. I started watching it from the bottom. Anyway. Hello, Andre. How are you doing? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And hello, Ian. How are you today? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. Okay, that's good. Did everybody have a good day? Did you have a good day? Yeah. You, you got a new... Uh, I got a new tonneau cover on my truck. You got a truck cover. Very exciting. What did you do today, Andre? Uh, I helped a friend move houses, and I slept up until this point, so I'm Good for wide you. Awake. <laughs> Proper. Yeah. That's a good... I'm just... I'm just yeah, I'm just going to say this right now. If you If you ever need help moving a house call a bunch of portuguese guys yeah. because more often than not they're they all have been in the military and they will get shit done we move that entire house in two hours wow, wow. and <laughs> we had two like big like two u-haul trucks and we filled that up and we drove into the storage units and unloaded both of those trucks in an hour what Yep. I mean, whereas I recently moved house as well. We 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 just moved into this new house um, about two months ago, and we didn't have any of those guys. And it took us three four hours to move the entire house, wow. and then a whole other day just to get everything sorted and whatnot. So yeah, um, hire a bunch of Portuguese guys, okay. and they will get shit done. I yeah. like this commercial. Can we just sponsor <laughs> Portuguese guys moving shit? Brought to you by Moving Portuguese Guys. <laughs> yeah, any Portuguese people. And don't, yeah, don't spend $4,000 on a moving company because that was our friend's other option. It was either get a bunch of friends over to help or buy or spend $4,000 on a moving company, which is ridiculous. But, but still yeah, give your friends some scratch, though. Give them something. Don't just give them fucking pizza and beer. Oh, you know, no, yeah. Give them we, something. Yeah, our our friend that we were helping moving, she she made us like a full course meal. See, like, there you that's go. just how you do See, it. See, that's what I'm saying. If you, yeah, if you're moving <laughs> friends, don't like don't y'all. I'm just gonna tell y'all. You know, maybe you're not old enough to know this. Don't give people a fucking pizza and beer. Give, give do something for them. Like take them out to the bar, get some shots, put some alcohol in there, or you know, throw a party at the new joint. Like get lit in some form or fashion or if they're not drinkers get them like nice chocolates or get them some books or something you know just don't be like here's some beer pizza fuck off no credit copy and imdb uh... yeah hell no i ain't doing that <laughs> you hear it now like if you know some portuguese people i feel like filipino people could hold it down too your people like probably could move people they'd, they'd have jokes they'd be very merry they might take a little bit longer but they'd have a good time doing it they, they're very industrious. If you don't want to do it correctly, hire rednecks. Hire my people. We'll <laughs> set your shit on fire. We'll probably drop it. We'll try to have sex with your cousin or your aunt or, you, you know, your uncle and uh, or your dog. Your so, auntie uncle. Yeah, we might. <laughs> we'll just do all kinds of the most inappropriate shit. We'll fall asleep in your stuff, and, and then you'll end up having to do it by yourself. 
we'll unpack your stuff, like looking through it to see if there's something we want. So go, go, <laughs> exactly. go Filipino, go Portuguese. Don't go, don't go white redneck folks. We just, we suck at this. Uh, so to infinity war, um, I don't know why I did it this way. I think what happened was I looked at all the, I looked at an MCU list that said, hey, all the movies you should see um, before you see Infinity War. So I looked at that list, and then you recommended the featurette, you know, things you should know before you watch Infinity War. Well, I started watching this eight-minute thing, and I was like, who's that motherfucker? And then who's that? And what happened? And weren't they together? And it just, it actually started creating more questions than answers for me. So then I said to Ian, I said, we just need to start watching these. And I, I think I just didn't want to watch that many movies for some strange well, you're, reason. You're not a big, you're not a big Marvel fan. Well, I wasn't. And think, I think I probably am now, you know, I'm really enjoying them. And I'm not even a big fan of Scar Joe, but I love her as Black Widow. Like her and her stump devil, they've got some fucking moves. This bitch is badass. I love this bitch. So I know I gave her some shit for being in Rub and Tug. By the way, she dropped out of that. She was in Ghost in the Shell, but she did hear about the Rub and Tug thing. And I'm not, I don't hate on Scar Jo. She she an all right white girl. I we got no we already have Emma Stone and J Law. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of that. There's a lot of that, right? I'm just. But mm-hmm. I thought she was bad in this. Like she's really like badass. So I was like, "Fuck, I've been missing out on this." And the Thor is hilarious. I never really paid too much attention to Thor, but he's hilarious. Him and Loki together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loki is Loki's awesome. Great. Loki is just fantastic, yeah. especially when he was impersonating um, Captain America. Oh, in Dark yeah. World, and he was like, "Oh, look at me!" They yeah, <laughs> I just like this guy is just, and the scripts are funny. Yeah, I think. Um, so all this entire time, I just didn't. I guess I was confusing Marvel with DC. Y'all don't get don't. I don't want any email. I don't. Y'all stop <laughs> screaming. I just. We'll leave the email out of the social media at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, y'all can come for me. I just didn't. I didn't pay attention to it because, you know, it was like, this is like white dudes go and see these movies. And I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, because, but now I get why they're internationally yeah. loved by all. You, were just, you didn't like the, like the DC franchise that just took itself so seriously. Yeah. But then we saw... You're wearing a cape and you're monologuing for three we minutes. We saw Justice Calm League down. and that was kind of funny. Justice League was funny. There were some moments in there that I liked. See, maybe I even have that wrong. Maybe this entire time, all I'm just imagining is like Michael Keaton going, Ugh. or Christian Bale going. Bah. He's the one who put me off of it. He put me off of it. Yeah. Just that that voice. I'm like, what? What's happening? <laughs> you need a lozenge. Why? Why? I don't like it. Okay. So thanks because of Andre being a new member, you know, a new addition to the podcast, I would have never even thought about doing infinity war. I know it came out like to see, it just came out on DVD is the only reason we saw it. We just came out on yeah. streaming, right? That's why there's a whole resources of people going, what is a whole lot of a wave of what the fuck happened? Kind of thing. <laughs> um, if you didn't read the spoiler uh, tag before you started listening to this, and if you haven't seen Infinity War, please stop dead in your tracks because we're about to ruin it for you by talking yeah. about the big what the fuck. And if you've been following Leslie Jones, she's already spoiled it for you anyway. <laughs> but I remember everybody losing their minds, and my cousin won't spoil it. She's good. She will not spoil things for me. She's like, you just need to see it, man, before somebody spoils it for you. 
And then people were just like weeping. And I'm like, well, yeah, somebody dies, somebody major. And then somebody was like, you don't even understand. And then Marvel had like a grief tent set up, like a for reals grief tent set up at San Diego Comic-Con this summer. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, no, they fucking did. They had a grief tent? They did. They had a grief pop-up at San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con because people got so toe up over standby for spoiler alert. Stop listening now if you haven't seen Infinity War. Is that a whole bunch of motherfuckers die? Like Black Panther, who who died? Black Panther, Doctor Strange, yeah. Spider Man, everybody in Guardians of the Galaxy except for Rocket. Um, who else died? Falcon. Falcon. Vision. Wanda. Vision. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. Kind of. No, she easy. didn't. Uh, yeah, well, Wanda. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of even. Easier to say who survived. Bucky died. Exactly. Bucky went. <laughs> so who survived is like you got you got Captain America, Thor, Thor, Hulk, Hulk, Black Widow, Tony. They're the core Avengers. And Rocket. Yeah. Well, Rocket isn't though. So they kind of like oh. There we and go. what's and and um um Gam- oh Gamora Gamora, Gamora Gamora she got straight yeah, thrown over a cliff and, man. But her sister lived. Yeah, Nebula is still Nebula. alive. Yeah. Good on your rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I will go with this rabbit and this tree. This is my friend Tree. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. I was like... I love that. <laughs> I love that. I'm so glad that didn't get ruined in the 30,000 TV spots and trailers that they were releasing before the movie. Mm. Um, I'm so glad you're loving marvel movies now i kind of had to say so here's here's why i'm like i'm this is my go go to church a confession i'm about to jump some pews and like speak in tongues i think i'm converted to the marvel franchise i get it now i'm enjoying the fuck out of it um because i think because of your enthusiasm you know it Mm -hmm. like you were like all about it so uh i was like okay well somebody like i like and we have similar tastes as enthusiastic about something. I'm like, okay, I must be missing something here. And I hadn't really given them a chance. You and I would go and see them, and I would be entertained enough. But I guess I didn't realize well, there was we, a serialized we, effect to them. I didn't realize that was going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Can, we, I, can I sort of speak on my You can Marvel speak now. I've been talking for like a half an journey. hour. Please. <laughs> please, take well, me Well, okay, I was, I was sort of kind of like you. Like, I was pretty young as like the first Marvel movie started coming out and like a lot of people I didn't realize that they were basically like all sequels of each other um and so I saw like a couple here and there I remember like one weekend I spent watching all Iron Man 1 through 3 I saw the Avengers like on Netflix and then I went to see Avengers 2 and Civil War in the theater um and Enjoying the hell out of them, even though I didn't know everything that was going on just yet. Um, And then about like uh, my freshman year of college, one of my roommates who lives with me now, she was super into Marvel. And she was telling me about all these things. And I I was asking her questions about like Civil War and like because that was the most recent uh, movie that had come out. And so I decided to like go through and watch all of them. And yeah, it just... It just blew my mind away what they're what they've been doing and what they're doing now, and I'm so glad we're talking about Infinity War because there's so many good and juicy things we can talk about. Yes, let's, let's um, do it. Let's do it. Yeah, but like, I, I guess what I really love about 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that it's not something that's really ever been done before, um, especially a movie like Infinity War. Um, like just having like a universe where characters are like constantly referenced and you know that they're in that same world. And even in the extended universe and like the TV shows, they still make mentions of what's going on in the films, which was really, uh, which is really interesting to watch. Yeah. That's cool. Um, a lot of, a lot of the, the T, the Marvel TV shows, um, sort of happen after the Battle of New York and the first Avengers. And they they refer to it as like the incident or like the stuff that went down in New York. You know, they don't they don't go too deep into it. They just sort of in like reference that it happened. Um so that's really cool. I just I really, really love it. Um the Captain America movies especially for me are probably one of my favorite movie series and possibly my favorite within the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and yeah, I'm so glad you guys are like finally into it now. That's great. I'm excited. <laughs> so you feel like, oh, I converted some people. Uh, were you, <laughs> were you already on board? Is it just me that was the odd man out? No, I mean, I had, I had seen like, like, you know, like I saw the first Iron Man because it was like the newest thing. And then like when something would show up on Netflix or something else, I'd, I'd watch part of it, but I really wasn't. You know, I didn't watch it, um, all of them, or the majority of them. Like, we would go see Guardians of the Galaxy because that, we, you know, we, we saw previews and we're like, oh, let's see that. Because it wasn't, cause it wasn't as, as serious. Well, see, that's you know? what, and that was my, also and like, my and misunderstanding like as well. I mean, I want to also correct myself on that because I thought up until now, I think I was confusing it with maybe some other superhero movies. I don't know if it was DC or whatever, but I just, you know, people standing around monologuing in capes. Kind yeah. of makes my eye roll, and I was just like, "Guardians was funny. It had the soundtrack. It it grabbed me. You know, Drax and Rocket. What's not to love? You know, um, you can almost. I love Chris Pratt. He was the unlikely hero. He's not this chiseled, cut guy. You know, he's the guy from Parks and Recs. And I was like, this is like like Deadpool comes out. I'm like, this is my kind of superhero, the kind of fuck up superhero that's not mm-hmm. really good at it, but ends up being. And then, um, I know I love me some Zoe Saldano. I love her as Gamora. So there was some like fun stuff there. And I just had this misunderstanding or bad notion or whatever that all of them had kind of been really crusty up until then. And then the franchise got turned on at Guardians. Well, going back... And just remembering, even remembering Iron Man and going, this has kind of been good since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I haven't known, like, the, all the scripts have been snarky and all of the, the storylines have been, like, finely tuned. And then they, <laughs> you were saying the mid-season credits and then the post-credits. And I was like, what are you talking about? I get it now. Yeah, I do see those. Yes, I do. Yes, we got all those little, and you had to stick, and, it, and they have been plotting this out. You can see they're yeah. thinking ahead. Because, yeah. you know... They literally know where they're going next because they don't just like randomly tease something. Yeah. It's very specific to that next one. And I, when I saw that, I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, that's that's the wild thing is that, I mean, because what, did Iron Man come out, what, 2008? 2008, yeah. So, I mean, they had, maybe not every single story, but they had an idea 10 years ago yeah. of where they were taking this thing. Well, Thanos shows up in like... Ultron or one of those. Yeah. Like, he's in the, he's in the end credit scenes for um 
Avengers and yes, uh, that's end credit scene for Age of Ultron, you can see him putting yes. on the glove. Yeah. And you're like, they didn't know about this motherfucker back then. And now, okay, here's my question for you. Yeah. Did we see, that's the only glimpse, glimpse we've had of Thanos? Um, he was actually in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but uh, I know that later scene. on. But like these were earlier films yeah. before we get to like him showing up in Guardians, right? And we know like he killed mm-hmm. Drax's home planet and everybody, blah, 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 all that. But like they were planting. I mean, I know Thanos actually exists in the Marvel Universe in the comics. But like they, like that was your just little tease of him, right? And then he shows up in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. So he's not in any of yeah. the prior films. Like he's not in like um, any of the Captain. No. America, okay. Yeah, I was but like, just Damn. just to put into pers- <laughs> just to put into perspective how far that they've been they've been planning this in the Iron Man one, either the mid or end credit scene. Um, one of the screens, like the holographic screens behind Tony, shows like a world map, and on the uh, continent of Africa, little tile that says Wakanda. No shit. So they have been planning this. Kevin Feige has been planning this whole thing since day one. Maybe not detail to detail, but they definitely knew where they wanted to go. And they specifically timed and plotted it all out in 10 years' time. So by the end of it, we get this event movie that is Infinity War. Oh, my God. So Feige, I noticed he's been there from the get, right? He's been Mm -hmm. there since Iron Man. Yes. And RGJ has been there since the get. Mm-hmm. I heard about there was some beef between him and Terrence Howard. I don't know what that was, but over salaries or what now. But I, I think Terrence was involved in some stuff, and then he went away. And now we, then we had Don Cheadle. Maybe I'm, I don't really know what I'm talking about, so I'll just shut up. Um, <laughs> and just sort of seeing like, oh, this is what happened to Warhammer, and that's why he has fake legs. And oh, the the voice of Jarvis was always Paul Bettany, and now he's in the form of Vision, and. Yeah. Um, the voice of Jarvis was always Paul Bettany? Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, like, I was like, I <laughs> know was. Paul Bettany's voice. I was like, yeah. I did not get that. Yeah, wow. they finally just put his body on screen. <laughs> so finally, I get to be in it. I know, right? How cool is that? So awesome. Um, I know they changed up. We had we had Norton as the Incredible Hulk, the first one. Mm-hmm. Was Eric Bana in... This was Eric Bana just an outside of this serialized telling of the stories. Was he just over there being another Hulk in another way? Um, I definitely. I'm not. I'm not sure. I have to make a confession. I haven't actually seen the Hulk movie. Oh. Um, it's sort of the movie everyone sort of like glazes over. Are you a greenist? Um, You being greenist? (laughs) No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why why people have that attitude towards the movie. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, so I can't make a criticism okay. on it. But well, it's definitely it's definitely meant to be part of the timeline. Yeah, yeah, because there's a couple of characters in there that show up in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in some of these with the Norton. But I'm talking about Eric Bana. Is he in? I like, think I know. I think the Eric Bana one is completely separate. It was just over here. This yeah. here's a movie about the Hulk. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Nothing against Eric Bana. I thought he was a great Hulk. But we all kind of like. I just sort of know that character as Ruffalo. So yeah, mm-hmm. I like. I, I think. I, I like Ruffalo the best out of all of them. I think, I think but but Norton wasn't Norton wasn't that bad. No, not at all. I, re- I kind of vaguely remember seeing him. You remember him? I know Liv Tyler was in that too. So uh, okay, so I have questions. Yes. First of all, walk us through like what were your favorite bits of Infinity War? Like what was the big you jumped out of your seat and you went, "Oh shit!" And how many times have you seen it? <laughs> 
and where did you see it? Those are my three questions. Okay, I'll start with how many times I've seen it. I saw it in the theaters three times. Um, I didn't mean to see it that many times. I definitely knew that by the end of the first viewing, I wanted to come back for a second viewing because my my brain is just like... I. It was so excited to see this movie that it like completely did not digest half of the information the movie was giving to me. It was just kind of like all over the place. So I had to go back a Seneca time to watch it. And the second viewing, what I felt was like completely different. Um, even though I was like dreading the end because I really, <laughs> I really, I, it, by the time I like saw it the first time, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back for a second viewing because I didn't want to have to like witness that ending again. Like right. I was like nearly traumatized i remember me and my friends it was we had planned this like for months like we got advanced tickets online we got to the theater at 9 p.m even though our showing wasn't until like 9 50 and as soon as those doors opened we were the first ones in there we got the best row and we were all in a row there was like 10 of us we were all this in a row like black Panther and then, with us and then by the end of it we were all sitting in our chairs like not believing what we just saw. And the movie does that intentionally. Like they make you sit with yourself waiting for the end credit scene. And it's like, you have to sort of figure out what the hell just happened. Yeah. And there was and the no end credit was, scenes happen. There was no peace in the end credit scene either. It was like, you're like, well, maybe it's all like a dream. And then yeah, it's like, they get, they get Nick <laughs> and Hill, they get Fury and Hill at the same time. You're like, damn motherfucker. Yeah, I know it was. Oh yeah. So you saw, saw it saw in it, these three. And three times, yeah. And I okay. just saw it recently since because I knew we were going to do um, an episode on it. Um, yeah, my favorite bits. A lot of a lot of my favorite parts of the movie were the ones that like just gave me chills watching it. Um, Captain America's entrance was pretty fucking dope. Yep. <laughs> I read. Um, I, I I bought Infinity War on Amazon Prime, and apparently, when you do that, you get like a whole tab of like trivia about the movie. Oh wow! And apparently, for the longest time, um, Captain America wasn't supposed to enter the movie until like the eleventh hour um, at the Wakanda battle. Uh, the same way Thor showed up, they were going to have Captain America do that. And everyone at Marvel was like, why is he coming in so late? We have to put him in earlier. We have to put him in earlier. Um, so, yeah, that was my favorite part. Um, I love, love the Wakanda battle sequence. It's my favorite part it's of this amazing. film. It's amazing. It's really amazing. It's really amazing. Like, I don't... They really... Marvel hasn't really done, like, a battle on this scale so far. I mean, I guess you could count, like, Avengers 1. Well, they but... kind of went to town in Black Panther. But they not, did, not yeah, on this true. level, not really on this yeah. level, maybe. Yeah. I, I just remember, like, when I was in the theaters for the first time watching it, and um, when T'Challa, you know, yells out Wakanda forever, and then his mask comes on and everyone starts charging, I was literally, like, I was trying to, like, grab someone because I literally couldn't contain myself. Like, it was just so epic. <laughs> oh, God. I was... <laughs> Um. What else? What else? It made and, me want to like. Cut- I want. I want to see a foot race between um, T'Challa and Captain America. That, of course, is yeah. when we uh, bring T'Challa back from the dead. Because you know, homie ain't gonna stay dead anyway. Go ahead. Oh continue. yeah, we we can definitely we can definitely talk about that at the end because I have theories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when they cut to Wakanda and you hear like the Black Panther music, that was really something. Oh that my god, really, that was awesome. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just love this entire this entire movie. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I want to say about it. But I there were so many things that struck me out of the gate. It was like I loved how they respected all of the worlds. Like Galaxy mm-hmm. felt like yeah. the Guardians felt like the Guardians movie. The Captain America felt like it was Captain America. Um, I didn't really at that time. I didn't really know who the fuck Vision was or Scarlet Witch, but I was like, okay, these people in Scotland. But like the, the, everything about Steve was like that is straight up the Captain. Yes, and then Thor felt like he was in his own world. He was Thor, and I was like, you know. And then when we go to Wakanda, like we are in fucking Wakanda. Like it doesn't. Yes. It felt like we just were visiting in this smorgasbord all of these worlds, and that made me like fucking giddy. I was like, wow, this is chipping yeah. me out because I feel like I'm in all of these actual films at the same fucking time. It was yeah, and crazy. props props to the Russo brothers for you know inviting other directors from these separate franchises to come in and lend their expertise and to keep the tone as consistent as possible. Like they really um, they sat down with Ryan Coogler to talk about Wakanda and like they had like maps of Wakanda. They were trying to figure out where's the best place to put this battle. Um, yeah, like the tone consistency is just. It's amazing. It's and then you, really something. Then just to see these characters on screen together, like seeing Banner, you know, working with Shiri, you know, yeah, I was like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? And they're trying to bring Vision back. And it's like all the, the science that comes, you know, together. There were so many tripping ass things. And then seeing like Black Widow and uh, General Okoye get on either side of Carrie Coons' character, forehead girl, hairy forehead girl. And being like, bitch, you know, um, that was some, that was some shit. I was watching, I was on Twitter watching Leslie Jones watch it at the same time because she she was uh-huh. like us was like, oh, it's out on streaming. She had literally the same reactions I was having. I was like, why isn't this bitch out on the field already? Yeah. And I know she was guarding <laughs> Vision, but I was like, this bitch could have been like killing people. Like she is so powerful. Yeah. This character yeah. who came, you know out of the ruins of Sokovia and like showed her shit, you know, props out to her twin, poor 40 on the ground for that dude. But, um, <laughs> also known as kick-ass, her brother kick-ass died. But, um, <laughs> but like this, bitch is like really powerful. You get her and Thor and Hulk together and Captain America, like literally everybody else can go home. And she's one of the few people that fended off Thanos. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She made a dent. What was your favorite bits, honey? Like where were you were like, Oh shit. Oh snaps. Um, I liked I liked watching uh, um, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange go at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, just them going back and forth like two New Yorkers. They were very New Yorky about it. And then you know his like with him with um with um Eric Banner. Um. You mean Banner? Banner. Yeah. Steve Banner. Steve Banner. Um. You know, it was like when he's trying Bruce. to. Bruce Banner, sorry. Bruce, sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Trying to turn into the Hulk, and he's like, you know, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. Yeah. That was kind of funny. <laughs> that was great. So we got to talk about what's going on with Banner and Hulk. We we know from Ragnarok. Well, we know prior to Ragnarok, because um, yeah, we, in Civil War, yeah. right, Hulk, he, he pisses off in the Quinjet. And like buzzes himself out of there, ends up on the trash planet where he becomes this, you know, the star athlete of um, Goldblum's, you know, Battle Dome. I forget. Is he the creator? The creator's Battle Dome. He's his guy. 
and lives there for like two years as Hulk. So there's all of this kind of this cool shit they're doing with the Hulk where he's having this identity crisis. Like mm-hmm. they, they seem to be two people. Like he, we used to believe that Hulk was a subsidiary of Banner. But I think what they're trying to say now is like he literally split himself in two and that there are two souls occupying the same kind of space. And when Hulk is like, they're in the middle of like some deep shit, like folks are dying and Banner's like, dude, dude, I need you. Come on, man. I need you. And he's like, no. It's like, we got to work some shit out, buddy. And I'm like, I can't wait to see what goes on with that. Yeah, I have a I have a couple of theories on on why the Hulk didn't want to come out. Oh, why? Um, Tell me. What do you a lot a lot of people um, sort of have reached the conclusion that after he got like his ass handed to him by Thanos, that he was too scared to come out. Um, I think a more um, I don't know compelling reason might be that um, I mean, if you think about it, especially in Age of Ultron, like the Hulk you know, is not, like, the most well-liked uh, guy. Um, not really anyone's favorite Avenger, especially on Earth, just because of how dangerous and how destructive he is. And then he's on Sakaar in Thor Ragnarok, and he's treated like a king. Everybody loves him. People dress like him. So now that he's back on Earth, he feel, he feels like he doesn't want to come out because he's not going to get that same treatment. I relate. And, and I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. It's like, I'm like the Hulk over here going, if you don't love me for myself, if you don't love <laughs> me for my big, green, beautiful booty, and you don't love me for what <laughs> I do for you, and if you don't appreciate me, fuck y'all. I am, like, he's, he's, got, he's got necklaces, he's got a lair, he's got a nice bed, he's got, like, he gets to hang with the Valkyrie chick, they're homies, everybody, like you said, there's merch, like, he's beloved in the streets, right? And then he gets back and, like, you know, and Thor says some hurtful shit about, like, you know, you're not very well liked. Or not Thor, but, um, yeah, Thor is like, you're not very well liked being on Earth. And it's like, it really hurts his feelings. Like, yeah, what? You know? <laughs> and I think both Thor and Bruce both love Black Widow. So I think that's kind of the thing. They want to come back for their girl but then maybe Hulk is like, "Do I have a shot with her?" Over Wait, you think Bruce. you think you think Thor is into Black Widow? I think Thor is totally into Black Widow too. I think he has a thing for her because, like, he everybody tries to t- pull the sundown shit with him. Sun's going down, buddy. Sun's going yeah. down. Sun's going down. He's like, ah, you know, and like, in <laughs> in Black Widow, Natasha can say, "Hey, you know." And talk to him, and he responds to her. It actually turns him back into Banner when he sees her face on mm. the Quinjet. <laughs> Strongest adventure. Um, Thor thinks it's him. But I, <laughs> I think there's, yeah, I think there could be some jealousy there. I think there's, I think we have some future hmm. conflicts setting up between. I thought Thor was in love with Jane. Not Thor. I'm sorry. Hulk. Not Thor. Hulk. Oh. Hulk. Hulk <laughs> and Banner. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Okay, I was, I was like, I'm not, I'm okay. Sorry. I mean, I that's. I was valid. saying, I'm saying Thor. No, 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 no. Thor is in love with Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natalie Portport. She's over there. I'm just saying. No, I, th- I see. I see Bruce and and uh, Hulk having the same feelings for the same woman, and there's hmm. going to be some conflict ahead on those tracks. All this entire time, I've been saying Thor. I don't mean that at all. Although I do think Steve Rogers 
has a little bit of a something, something for Natalie. Natasha yeah, honest, Honestly, I, I get behind them more than I do um, Banner and Bruce, Bruce and um, Black Widow. I don't know that it's not my favorite. I guess it's because I don't. I'm not like a huge fan of how it was handled in Age of Ultron. Um, Joss Whedon is you know our I guess problematic fave. I don't know. Yeah, he is our problematic um, fave right now. But yeah, yeah, I think I think they had yeah. better chemistry in like Captain America and Black Widow had better chemistry in Winter Soldier than um, Bruce did with Natasha in Age of Ultron. I don't know. That's just me. But I, just, I mean, you know what? And Thor I'm and Black I'm, Widow. Go I'm, ahead. I'm up for it. Thor and Black Black Widow too. I'm like, I didn't even mean to say that. I was, I was thinking Hulk, and my brain was saying Thor with my mouth. I misspeak so often on this podcast. Y'all should know this by now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would also just like to see Marvel will probably never do it, and I don't think Stanley. Um, he'd probably be open to it, but he didn't write these characters this way. Will we ever see any um, Bucky has a crush on, you know, Steve Rogers kind of thing? Will we ever work that out? Oh, Lisa, you just opened up a huge can of worms. Well, are we ever going to see a queer story in Marvel? <laughs> Is it just never going to happen? We're never going to see, you know, them jitterbug, if you know what I mean. And you know I, what I mean. <laughs> here's Here's my feelings on it. Um, yeah, there is a huge following for Bucky and Steve to get together. They're called Stucky. Oh, really? Um, that's, that's their it's ship a name. Thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know it was oh, a Lisa, ship. It's definitely a thing. It's definitely oh, a thing. Yeah. Snap. <laughs> you have no idea. Snap. Um, a lot of people think that it's, it's just the most obvious thing on the planet. Like the connection they have, they're both men out of time, sure. you know, best friends since childhood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I, I wouldn't you know, hate it. I'm all for it. I feel like I wouldn't hate it at all. I feel like there's... I feel like it might be a little too late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But here, here's the other thing as well. I'm sort of mixed on this whole thing only because like I see a lot like Bucky and Steve alone, romantic feelings aside, I think they have a really good strong like platonic friendship of course and it's it's one of the very few representations we get of that with two guys having that sort of relationship together that Mm -hmm. is that doesn't have a romantic context on it so i wouldn't if all things were even and like queer rep wasn't so desperately needed i'd probably like maybe go to that side more Mm -hmm. but also at the same time i feel like it's a little too late especially since like cap the the closer Avengers four gets, it does not look like he's going to make it. Although we thought we thought about that for this movie, and then Marvel was like, "We'll kill everyone else, but <laughs> who everyone." Why, thought I mean, was why do you die. think that it's uh, times up for Cap? I mean, is there something is that actor does is, uh, um, does that actor? Yeah, want out? Chris Chris Evans' contract ends after Avengers four. Oh, um, that's not a you know a clear confirmation that he's going to die. But in the comics, he dies and Bucky um, takes up the mantle of Captain America in another comic. um, It's Falcon that does it. Um, So the films could be headed that way. Um, And there's also a strong implication that Tony is going to die as well. Oh, really? Um, I hope they don't kill them both in the same movie, but I feel like 
I, you know what? I don't even want to say anything because this is exactly what I was saying before Infinity War and then Infinity War happened <laughs> just to spite me. So. Right. Well, they can't do that twice. I mean, you have to be very, very careful about how you're going to do that. I think, and again, these people do yeah. think of these things well in advance. I just, for me, I just think now that I'm getting to fall in love with the Marvel universe and these characters and getting to know them so well, I would not hate... That I would not hate a scene where Steve has to come to terms with his bisexuality over feelings with Bucky. They get drunk. Yeah, they I listen to some old either. tunes in the apartment. <laughs> they they do a little, you know, some old razzmatazz and get up and they dance like they used to dance at the USO. And then something happens. And then Steve's all like, oh, my God, what's happening? There are droves. There are droves of fan fiction that you can look up. And really? Read all about that. I, yeah. So I'm just. It's so okay. big, Lisa. It's like the no biggest. Idea. It's the biggest ship in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am just clueless as fuck. I also could <laughs> see that if okay, so if Steve is not going to work out because I see he's way too Greatest Generation, and even though Bucky is too, we know a lot of those boys were also queer as well. A lot of queers, uh, a lot of gay men, a lot of bisexuals in the military. Uh, it is a thing, y'all. Uh, but I do see like maybe B- Bucky and Loki, man. I, Loki is not one hundred percent straight. Let's just let's just agree well, right now. Well, in the now. comics, he isn't. He in the isn't? comics, he isn't. He's canonically bi in the comics. Is yeah. he really? Yeah, and he's yeah, apparently also canonically uh, gender fluid as well. Oh, snap! Yeah. snap snaps. I don't know. Yeah, any because of the there's shit. a there's a line, and I don't I don't read Marvel comics. This is just stuff I, I just find on the internet. Mm-hmm. But there's a line from um, Loki's father that says. Um, like Loki, my son and my daughter, you know, something like that. So it's, it's definitely heavily implied, and Loki transforms himself into women all the time, apparently, in the comics. Oh, wow. So it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, like, Marvel needs to get on that game. They I mean, need I don't to, like, know. I step it up be with fun. the I just think it would be really, really fun. It's, it's just, I mean, it's a good time. I mean, I mean, for me personally, Scarlet Witch and Black Widow, hey. Hollow. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, that would just, there's just so much fun. But I know people like, you know, they don't want their little children seeing God knows anything that's not heterosexual. Uh, I was shocked by seeing the appearance of, this is not about Infinity War, but along the way, all the baddies that have come and gone. Um, you're not a big Doctor Who guy, but I was like giddy with the fact that the Dark Elf um, you like to play the Dark Elf in Elder Scrolls. We're like, oh, there's a Dark Elf in the Thor world. Of course, it's all that flicky flicka plucka plucka. Um, that guy was Chris Eccleston, who was uh, Doctor Who number nine. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite doctors. He played the evil elf. That was kind of cool. Uh, who was another one I liked? Um, I didn't know Robert Redford was in this shit. Robert Redford was a badass. I thought he was dead. I thought he was like, you know, just skiing somewhere in Park City and like having Sundance, but... Who, he who did he play? Uh, he was the baddie in the Winter Soldier, right? That we just saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the... Uh, Alexander Pierce? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So from yeah. my generation, back in the olden times, before there was fire, he was <laughs> like the Robert Downey Jr. He was, he was the Brad Pitt mm. of the 70s. So when I was a little child, all my aunts... And a couple of uncles were totally all about Robert Redford. They were all like, he was in they spank bank, just going to say. <laughs> so to see him like just sort of like 
show up in a Marvel movie, I'm like, y'all had to like give him some mad ass money to get him out of his chalet because mm-hmm. he he created mm-hmm. Sundance. He, that's his festival. He created that. So yeah, but he was a big time movie star. So that was interesting. Um, uh, can I say my favorite bits in Infinity War? Yes, of course. Go ahead. I I loved all of anything that Thor did at all in this movie was an ultimate delight. Mm-hmm. Um, his just his comedy interactions just had me. Um, I loved Drax fawning over Thor. Oh. <laughs> it's like a pirate. I love that. Pirate had a baby. <laughs> pirate had a baby with an angel. Oh my god! Just you no. Know, this is a man. <laughs> You're a dude. Like he just totally is like <laughs> looking up. Finally, Drax has met a man that he can like worship and objectify, and it's Thor. That's very funny, and the fact that Thor chooses. The raccoon and the baby sapling who's going through his terrible teens to go on a mission with. I've just found that whole, we're just going to put Hemsworth and, you know, and then two guys in like mocap suits and just do this whole thing. And budgetarily, it probably worked out for everyone. But I was like, this is great. And I loved, I have to say that I loved that Groot was just going through his terrible teens. And he's like, I am Groot. They're like, whoa, whoa. Uh, I love that he like he's just he's playing this video game and he's in his teenage wasteland and he's really relating to Thor because Thor is also, you know, a guy who didn't make out of him. He probably isn't fully developed as a mature human being at all. He's still just mm-hmm. an immature child. And I think Groot's like, I can relate to this guy. He's a grown up who acts like a teenager. And I. So when they're on the, the, the star, the dead star, when they need to reforge the thing, and Peter Dinklage is there, Tyrion's yeah. up there. Peter Dinklage was good. Oh, we love, see, we know him from Game of Thrones. So we were like, it's Tyrion, it's Peter Dinklage. We lost our fucking minds. When he like, gets <laughs> off his ass and decides, you know, he makes the handle, I was like, oh, what a great use of uh, Groot. And yeah. how it's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help my homie. I'm going to help this person I look up to. I mean, these genius it was the little things that mm-hmm. probably got me as much as say the iconic battle scene with all of these characters i'm like there's that person and that person and that person and that person and that person they're all on the screen uh that would kind of, that was kind of almost overwhelming but it was the little tiny things where uh mew mew has been reborn <laughs> <laughs> Milner, Milner, Milmer, Milmer, Mew Mew, Millionaire. I don't Mew, know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, Mew Mew is reinvented as this this new incarnation. I just I love this kind of reimagining of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably what I loved about it as much as. But I have to say, my favorite thing is this villain. Of all the villains that have come in the the series, and I only just got a, a brief glimpse of. Ben Kingsley and three of Thor. And of course we had Ultron. And of course um, you could just go through the list of all the baddies. Sometimes they were themselves mm-hmm. um, like an evil Hawkeye or whatever. But I loved Thanos uh, probably the most. He's probably one of my favorite Marvel villains so far because he's just unbeatable. I like what Josh Brolin did with him though. Yeah. I really appreciated what, what Brolin did with him and how they let him shine through in the heavy CGI. Um, 
And they're good at this because they put the humanity in Thor as well. And the Hulk. See, I'm, yeah. why am I inverting this too? <laughs> they put this humanity in the CGI that is Hulk, which is really hard to do. Like, I know that's the Ruffalo. I know that that's specifically Hulk. Yeah. You know? Totally. And so I feel like when I'm with Thanos, I'm not just in a total CGI world. I feel that there's a humanity there. Well, it's the eyes. Yeah. They like nail his eyes in, yes. the, in the CGI. I think I think that makes it the whole. I think makes a huge difference. Um, but like Thanos, man, like I did not expect for them to like humanize him so well, especially when he like realizes that he has to sacrifice Gamora to get what he wants. Yeah, and that his will is that strong to achieve his goal. Like, I mean unbeatable yeah but unbeatable as a villain as well i mean i think i mean dare we say an antagonist like is he doing what is he if is what he is doing evil our traditional sense of evil well that's the thing is like what he was saying was that you know as far as just you know survival and overpopulation it's like he makes total sense yeah, I was I mean, kind he's of basically, with him to a certain degree. Yeah, he's basically an, an eco terrorist. I mean, like, yeah, that, that's what he is. But I think, I think the way the movie presents it, it presents it in a way that is kind of like, well, maybe he has a point, you know? I mean, <laughs> like, I he has think... the perfect motivation because yeah. that happened to his planet. And he sees that anytime he goes to a planet and wipes out half of their population, they seem to, to turn out fine after he leaves. So let's find an easier way to expedite this process. Yeah, so I guess, it, so this is my question. We haven't seen any of Thanos' origin story. That What, what we see in Infinity Wars, what we get, where yeah. he's like, on my home planet, everything was copacetic and awesome. And then we started overpopulating and resources were getting thin. And I suggested that we thin out the herd by half and, and you know, in a dispassionate way um, mm-hmm. that is equal between rich and poor. And they all thought me a madman. They were like, get the fuck up out of here, you know, which uh, it's pretty. He's suggesting genocide, right? Yeah, of course. Um you know, a, a scientist and uh, other experts would say, you know, there's probably a better way to go about this and say, I don't know, genocide. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a drastic kind of zero to genocide. And so I, and when I say I can see what he means, I see what he means in theory of, hey, we need to find a solution that may seem drastic. What I don't agree with is that you just, just murderize kill, yeah, just people. just kill half the population. Right. So... So I think he is a perfect villain in that he totally believes in his heart of hearts what he is doing is correct to the degree that he mm-hmm. would sacrifice his adopted daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we also know that he, he killed her mama and then gave her a knife while she was looking away. You know, here's a two-edged yeah. knife, uh, child. Let's, you know, I think he plays him with heart. Um, I do. I, I wish I had known about Thanos when we were talking about um, our last villains podcast, because I feel like he's a great example of a villain that I can appreciate more than the two dimensional. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this man's mind, there's something we don't even necessarily need to know what it is. There's something he's suffered. There's something that he understands that he brings to the table that has him justifying this because I don't yeah. I don't feel that he's without heart or even empathy um but then at the very end you know when he's sitting there in his hut and he's smiling and he's got that sort of like smile that was kind of evil that was kind of evil as shit 
and that's where he lost. Did you? I I I read it as like uh, my job is done. Well, he said, like, "Ha ha! I did this." I think he said, "You know, he said a grateful, <laughs> I did this. Uh, <laughs> look at what I did." Um, I think it's more like, yeah, yeah. He he feels like the world is going to eventually be grateful, and I don't know if Thanos read American history or German history, but um. Ain't nobody in their natural ass reasonable mind going, you know what, Hitler? Thank you for killing 11 million people. <laughs> yeah. You fixed yeah. Europe. It's completely cool now. Like, no, it doesn't. Genocide is never the answer. It's not a solution. Um, let's just take your madman theory to conclusion. It doesn't work. In fact, it turns mm-hmm. the tide against you. It creates uh, myriad problems. It's evil. It's wrong. It's immoral. And he finna find out because there's no fucking way. But here's okay. Here's my question, Andre. I know we want to talk about the yes. two things. Did people like for real take this for serious? Do they think that these characters are completely like never coming back? No one believes this, right? Yeah, I, I think I think people are really banking on the fact that this isn't permanent. Um, here's but here's my thing though. Every time we think we know what's going to happen in a Marvel movie. It never turns out the way we think. Ooh. Okay. Um, so that's so, why this is the distress that people are feeling. Yeah, it, it's definitely stressful. And yeah, well, let's let's talk about like the ways this can possibly get. We might be just jinxing, jinxing ourselves by doing this, but let's just let's discuss how this might be undone. Okay. Um. So, I think a lot of people are saying like the 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 joy of like comic book reading is that a lot of the times people don't stay dead. Like it's not like the death that shocks them and that keeps them interested. It's that it's the, how are they coming back to life? Right. So I think that that's what Marvel's playing at. Um, I think it's very significant that the way people are quote unquote dying um, there, it's not like they're dropping dead. But they're just like disappearing, like they're fading being disintegrated. Out. That's how I want to yeah. die, by the way. I don't like actually want a painful death. It looked kind of peaceful. They looked like it, I don't feel well, really well. Yeah. And then they just sort of they broke up into like leafy ashes. I'd, I'd like to volunteer to go that way, please. When I do go, can I yeah. just can I go that way? <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah. Well, if you notice, like when when Wanda was getting faded away, she she was like. She looked almost relieved that it was happening. That especially oh. after she's had to like kill the love of her life, yeah, uh, all for yeah. nothing, really, right? Um, but yeah, and um, there's a lot of people thinking time travel is going to be involved. Sure, um, and it looks more and more likely that's going to happen. Um, there were set photos released um, from not released; they were leaked um, from the Avengers Four set, and it was. Um, Robert Downey Jr. and Paul Rudd as their characters, and a very Avengers One looking Captain America. Um, so, the way they could go about this is that they have to go back in time to the events of all of these Marvel movies and shift things around so that Thanos doesn't get like the final stone or what? any of the stones for that matter. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's my theory. Okay, y'all, I will. Um, oh hell yes, I would love that to be the shit. Go back to all like a greatest hits. Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, please. That'd be I true. think that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. And then, I mean, like we have in the end credit scene, we have the cheese that Captain Marvel, um, you know, 
uh, Nick Fury paged her um, to basically like, come help us. The world's going to shit. Um, please come fix this. And um, okay, so can I? That's I need to ask this. Yeah, who did? Who's Captain Marvel? I know everybody. Don't get mad. I don't know who the fuck Captain <laughs> Marvel is. I ain't seen that one yet. Um, I'm not the the expert on her. Um, I all I know is that her movie is coming in March, and her movie is set in the '90s. That's all I know. So we haven't seen Captain Marvel up until now. I am not like okay, no. good because I thought I was. She's like, not been mentioned. Or okay, because I thought I was high going. Y'all talking about Captain Marvel? I know the fuck this person is. I thought it was a dude. Then it was a girl. She coming in the ninety. She's from the ninety. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Fine. Cool. 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 Okay. Yeah. And that was she's... what I was going to ask you. Is like when Nick and Hill like fade away, and his his um, pager hits the ground, mm-hmm. and you see like the sign. You said Shield, but I looked it up, and I was like, that's not the sign of Shield because Shield be, Shield is yeah. officially dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the Captain Marvel logo. Shit. Yeah. Snaps yeah. to the snap snaps. And she's and. It, the Russo brothers have said that she is one of the most powerful beings in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Holy universe. shit! Um, so I am really looking forward to seeing her be the shit out of Thanos in the next movie. Oh, uh, so fun. Um, We're gonna have to see been, that in the theater. We will. Yeah. What we should do? We should fly Andre to Los Angeles. To see Captain Marvel. And we should go see it in the theater together. And we should do the first. In studio podcast with us, that's what we should do. Yeah. You want went, me to go to the movie theaters in L.A.? Yeah, <laughs> and then he would come out. There, he would come out there going, "This motherfucker, these disrespectful motherfuckers!" <laughs> I flew all the way here to have this bitch talk in the middle of the fucking movie, pulling their phones out and shit. So maybe not. Maybe don't. <laughs> oh uh, god, that's so funny. funny. That's really hilarious. um. Okay, so uh, I, have, but, I have other questions. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so what? I don't know the stones that well. I'm mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to research them. Why did the they die? Okay, so here's here's the the deaths that I saw. So Hemdal straight out the gate, he gets speared yeah. in the fucking heart. Okay, yeah. so he died like that. Then Loki gets like choked to death. Okay, and yep. I'm like, this movie ain't playing. They killed Loki in like, the first 15 minutes of this motherfucking movie, and then everybody else like faded out. Mm-hmm. So, well, no, Vision he pulls the jewel from his forehead and basically renders yep. him lifeless. Yeah, and Gamora gets thrown. And Gamora cliff, yeah. thrown off the cliff and like just greens, you know, green blood everywhere. So, so it has to do. So the, I guess the method of his peaceful way of taking them out is like his note. Everybody gets to fade away, like fade mm-hmm. out. So it would stand to me, stand to reason for me. And here's my question to you. Do you think even though Steve Strange dies, Dr. Strange dies. Everybody's named Steve in this fucking movie to me. All the white people are named Steve. <laughs> um, so Strange, he also dies as well. But he says yeah. something to Tony. He goes like, I've gone through this. I've run this. Scenario 528 million times, and there's only one way we win. Um, do we think that Strange will be working this from the opposite angle of, of mortality? Or do you think he's just out? Well, he left some notes behind with Wong. 
<laughs> you know. I love that Wong like pieced out in the beginning of the film. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, I'm out. This is just too I, big I gotta go. Yeah. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna hang at the no, library. But with Doctor Strange, you know, I think the reason that Doctor Strange gave up the time stone to Thanos, even though he told Tony um, while they were on the spaceship that if he come, if it becomes between you or the stone, I'm going to pick the stone. I have to protect it at all costs. And then he gives it to Thanos willingly to save Tony's life. Right. I think I think it's what what happens is I think he did that because in the one outcome that he saw where they win. Tony was a huge part of them winning. Gotcha. So they lost the battle in order to win the war. Gotcha. So they I felt like so something like that the, too. Yeah, he he had to keep Tony alive because Tony was instrumental in saving everybody basically. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same so, way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to I I don't know where a lot of people are saying the people that got disappeared are like in in the Soul Stone, actually, or they're in an alternate universe or whatever. Ooh. I don't know. That could be interesting. That could, that could be, be how funny. they're brought back. That would be hilarious, um, maybe, with just those people stuck there, like just in their own kind of purgatory. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, for the people that didn't get disappeared, I think Heimdall is dead. I want to say Loki is dead. A lot of my friends are like, no, he has to come back. He has to come back. And I'm like, okay, he can come back as long as it's not another like fake out situation. The same way he does it in Thor 2 and Thor 1. Like he dies, quote unquote, but doesn't actually die. But he's a trickster god. And this is exactly. Well, and this is this is how I want Avengers War to tie, Avengers 4 to tie in is maybe that they shift things around so that Loki doesn't end up on that ship to begin with. Mm. That he doesn't get killed in the first place. And yeah. Tom Hiddleston has been seen on the Avengers 4 set too. Um everybody's so seen could, on that set. My mama that, been seen on that set. <laughs> Mommy Mally been seen be, on that set. Ian yeah. was on that set. Everybody been yeah, I think I saw you over there, Andre. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, that could be him coming back to life, or that can be again. Like to me, he looked like a lot like Avengers One Loki. So again, this Ooh. whole time travel thing working into this, that I'm could be feeling this. See, yeah. and you could stretch out this comeback for like a couple of movies. You know, like I don't think mm-hmm. they're gonna take too long, but I think I feel like you could have like a couple of movies. Like because because we we're all asking where where's Valkyrie. Where the fuck is Hawkeye? I know he's retired and he's over there like knocking out the walls of his house and shit. But like, I don't think Jeremy Renner's completely out of this, is he? Because no, the last time no. we like he pieced out and was like, I'm gonna go retire and like grout my house, you know? Yeah, it's been heavily hinted at that he's gonna play a big role yeah. in Avengers Four. Because all the people yeah. who weren't there front and present, you know, they got something to say about their homies like getting turned into like you know vacuum dust. So. There's going to be a call and response uh, big time to that. It's like, you did what now? I think there's going to be yeah. some people who are going to be coming up and going, what the fuck? Also, yeah. can we just talk about Peter Quill being a big fucking dickhead? You know? Yeah. I mean, Leslie Jones and I had the same reaction. She goes, that fucking dude fucked it up for everybody. I'm like, dude, carry that. Also, why are you combing your hair like that all of a sudden? Last two movies, your hair wasn't like that. And all of a sudden, you're you know, forward combing your hair like you're like a founding father or some shit. And then you like do this bullshit. You can't keep a lid on it. This is a universe at stake, Peter. 
Star Lord. Well, this this ass. is this is interesting. Um, I think that's in sort of the same vein of like Doctor Strange saving Tony's life. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe Quill had to hit Thanos for it to go a certain way. Oh, um, it's but like here here's my thing. Uh, I'm not mad at Quill for doing that. Only because like I'm mad that he like lost his temper, of course. But I'm I'm not mad in the way that people are thinking that you know it's out of character and like ruined the whole thing. And I'm just like he's a pretty emotional and impulsive guy. He really is in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So this makes perfect sense for me. And he lost Gamora. I mean, no, it's I get a perfectly it. Human reaction. I totally get it. But it I is frustrating. Say, I was very but... frustrated. That's just all it is. Is I just I totally understood. Peter is up in his feelings he's an emotional bitch i understand this i understand how emotional he is and gamora is precious and i love her so much and her stepdaddy throwed her off a cliff i get it but still i was just like peter for realsies yeah for realsies though well, there's there's people also predicting that maybe Gamora will come back as well, since we had that oh. as, as soon as Thanos snapped his fingers, like he's in that he's in the Soul Stone with Tiny Gamora, and she's like, you know, did you do it? And he says, yes. What did it cost? Everything. Um, so she might come back. I think it could be really interesting to see like a third Guardians of the Galaxy without Gamora, and them sort of having to deal. With the loss of Gamora, how Quill handles it, how the rest of the crew handles it, how it changes their dynamic as they're fighting or just living yeah. together on the spaceship. Well, but there, there couldn't be a, a third Guardians without Gamora because they'd all be gone too, wouldn't they? It'd just be Rocket. Unless they're talking about, like, he's saying that it's a purgatory, an alternate universe, a place well, like this that. Is, this is the other thing, too. This is why people don't think this is permanent because... We know there's a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming. Sure. We know there's a Black Panther 2. We know there's well, no, Spider-Man Far From also, Home coming. Di- who owns this whole franchise? Is this Disney? Disney, Disney, yeah. Disney ain't gonna say no to like... They've made a billion dollars of a Black Panther alone. Yeah. Basically, Robert Downey Jr. could have someone murdered and Disney would be like, it's okay. It's Robert <laughs> it's <okay. laughs> It's fine. He was a bad so- guy. So, like, I mean, you're not going to, I mean, obviously they're going to come back. I think what you said is very key to me. It's not, and, and this is true of comic books. I grew up with them. I'm just total nerd from the way. Yes, it's not how your villain dies. It's how you bring them back. It's, it's, it's what happens to them, that transition from death to life that happens. It's how we come back and then how we had to live with ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. I love those kinds of stories, and this is why sci-fi and in comics and this whole world yeah. and genre appeals to me is because we get these do-overs that are always, if done well, messy. I love me a messy, you know, comeback where it's like, it's not ever perfect. You don't stick the landing. Yeah. Um, because that's what we are as humans. We're very messy. And yeah. And it's, you know, it's because we have the knowledge that these sequels are coming in the future um, that a lot of people are saying this movie, all in all, had pretty non-existent stakes. You know, if every and this is what my roommate said as uh, right after we all went to see the movie, we all went to IHOP to grieve together That's <laughs> and to talk about the movie. Grieve, man. I, props for that. Props. <laughs> it was like one a.m. We were at IHOP. We had to tell the waitress, like, "Did you have you seen Avengers: Infinity War yet?" And she's like, "No." 
and and we were like, is it okay if we if we talk about it? She's like, oh yeah, I don't care, because we didn't want to accidentally spoil her. <laughs> well, how kind of uh, you. That's very sweet. In L.A., people would just blurt have blurted it across the open space and gone, oh my god, did you see when all of the, did this motherfucker die? Yeah, we would have been those people. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. So when we were waiting for, to go into the theater, I. <laughs> So I was doing my best not to get spoiled at all. So I was I was sitting there. I had my headphones in because I didn't want people coming out of the theater, you know, talking about the film. And I didn't know when the film was going to be over. Um, so I was talking to my friend. I had one earbud out. And the the crowd starts coming out, and I start to put my ear earbud in. And then the kid and there, there's this kid that walks out, and all I hear is Black Panther. And my friend like put both of her hands on my ears and started driving me away from the crowd (laughs) (laughs) so i was very nearly spoiled um (laughs) i i i don't know how the kids in the theater reacted to seeing all of these people you know gone my little brother still hasn't watched it because i i told my mom and my dad you know his favorite superhero, Spider-Man, gets basically he dies at the end. So I don't yeah, know how he's going to react to that. And it's a very sad day. Yeah, that one was that one. Yeah. His was tough to watch. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, oh, Tom Holland nailed it. Oh my god. So and how how old is your little brother though? Like how old? He's how? ten. He's ten. Oh, okay. He's a, he, right. but he's he's like extremely emotional about yeah. things like that. Yeah. So we're just like we're gonna wait until Avengers Four comes out. So then and he'll have like, like the, it's okay. It's going to get here's fixed. Here's an anecdote. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't leave him hanging. That's that's very smart. Yeah. Of course, my redneck <laughs> parents would have been like, "All your favorite motherfucking superheroes are dead, except for the ones that are sort of okay, but not the coolest ones." So you happy? This is what happens in the world. Yeah. Yeah, this is the real world. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of shit I would have gotten. Um, so, yeah. What did they say? I hop. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in I hop. Yes. Yeah, my roommate, she we were talking about how this is going to get fixed, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, guys, do we want this to get fit? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course we want. And she's like, well, listen, if if everyone just like comes back from this, what was the entire point of this movie? Like, it, th- there has to be some sort of give for it to have any any impact hmm. on the world. And and it's because of that that I think that some toll is going to be exacted yeah. um, by the people bringing who we lost in this movie coming back. Yeah. Like maybe there are, you know, there are six Avengers, six stones. Maybe they have to sacrifice themselves to get all these yes. people back. Like this could go any number of ways, but they, but the, they have to do it in a way where this movie still has like implications I feel I feel like and so so I say this. I feel like the way that Hamdal died and the way that mm-hmm. Loki died and the way that Vision died. Who are the other ones that weren't the fadeaway deaths? Gamora. Gamora. I feel like those deaths are going to be somewhat permanent. I don't know if it'll be yeah. six. I feel like that when he finally got the stones all in place and blah, 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 I feel like there's going to be a true loss there. I don't feel like people are going to get there. I feel like if if we went to look at um, Deadline or Backstage, here's a way to spoil shit for yourself, guys, by the way. Go out and subscribe to like <laughs> Variety and Deadline and Backstage West and things like that and see who's auditioning for stuff. I mean, like a lot of times when you see people in other shows, you automatically get it. But I'm just saying if you really want to spoil something for yourself, 
Um, it'd be interesting to see if these people have moved on. Uh, what is Aldano doing? Yeah, is, yeah, what totally. is Hiddleston doing? What is El- Idris Elba doing? Um, it'd be interesting to see. I don't think they're all going to come back. So I'm, I'm totally glad. I'm, nice segue. You said it and I was like, yeah, that's what I'm feeling too. So, and will we fill those debts? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I just know that I feel like they wouldn't, people wouldn't stand for, Losing Thor, losing Black Widow, losing Robert Downey Jr. Mm. A, they make a lot of money. B, there's contracts on the line. So, yeah. But how do you how do you kill Black Panther though? If that's the case. Oh, they got to bring back Black Panther. He faded away. Oh, oh, that's true. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so the fadeaways come back. Then. And Bucky's got to come back to be gay. He's got to be bisexual with exactly. his boyfriend Steve. Well, I mean, also think about like what that does to the people. That didn't get faded. Like what? How much Okoye is like traumatized yes, by seeing yes. T'Challa faded, or like Steve? Like he loses Bucky again. Like again. he just got him back again, and now he's lost him again. Like and that's and like even like Tony Stark and Peter. Like in the beginning of the movie, he was talking about wanting a kid, and then the end of the movie, he basically loses one. Like, right, like right. Like Peter is like his son to him. Right. And he had to hold him as he was like fading away. Like, that's got to be some traumatizing shit. He's going like, to go have home to affect and knock up how, pepper. how they're going to act in the next movie. Yeah, he's going to knock up Pepper in like two seconds. <laughs> I got some mixed feelings about Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't mind her as Pepper. I'm not a big fan of Gwyneth in general. No offense, Gwyneth. Mm. I, don't know. I don't know you, but. You seem like you kind of fake, but anyway. Did did knowing that that the ending was going to happen since I spoiled it to you guys? Did knowing that like have any real effect on how you guys view the movie? You know what it was. Even before I talked to you about it, because um, I, I, I wait. I mean, look here. I'm going to tell y'all something in the real world. If spoilers ruin your day, you're not living your life right. I mean, I know understand, you're working hard for your $14 and you want to go to see this movie and someone tells you the end before you get to the theater. I think I'd be pissed at best because if it's on the day, like some asshole drove around and said Harrison Ford dies at the ends of whatever that movie was in Star Wars, blah, 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 like some fucking asshole. If you're that oh, kind yeah. of, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying if somebody, I don't know. I don't, I feel like how are you living if a spoiler is messing your life up and I'm talking about it's opening weekend and somebody spoiled it, right? Mm-hmm. You, the spoiler are a dick. The spoilee don't put your goat out there for some, somebody to get it. So if I feel this way, then you'll understand when I say it's been what between the time it was released in the theaters until it came out like last weekend, what was that? Six months. Three months. Three months. Okay. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> look, three months is fair game. If somebody has just spoiled yeah. it for you already, I, how can I be mad at that? You know what I mean? I want to see the execution of an idea anyway. Um, would, it have, would I have been sitting there going, oh, shit? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the second and third and fourth time of watching it, I would have gotten over the big spoiler. Mm-hmm. Because it's a very dense film to look at the things we end up talking about. Uh, people had already spoiled it, like I think the opening weekend. Somebody said, oh, Black Panther dies on Twitter. And I was mm. like, 
Oh shit! But I know that was bullshit because like it was like even if he died, they just made him a billion dollars. Okay, and then it just all the out. I just started seeing all the reactions of people trying not to spoil it and trying to be clever. I'm like, okay, so apparently a bunch of people died in Infinity War, and I ended up being reverse surprised in that not as many people died as I thought they were. I thought they were just gonna like wipe out everybody, but they kept saying half, 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 half. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm just not weird about spoilers. I don't get mad about spoilers. I just feel like there's just so many more things to be upset about in the world than a spoiler, you know? And I'm not trying to condescend to anybody about that. I mean, I get it. No one likes to ruin your day, but I just don't really, you know? I get that, yeah. I don't think it's a thing. I think it's pretty terrible that we have this piece of shit as a president. That's kind of terrible. That kind of <laughs> that kind of more is more of a concern of what's happening to our our republic and people's rights and ability to be reunited to, with their families and really important things. So, yeah, I mean, my cousin asked the same question. She goes, "Would you have had a different experience had you not known all these deaths were coming?" And I'm like, "Maybe, but I think ultimately it doesn't matter." I still mm-hmm. think it's really we had a good time, didn't we? Yep. You enjoyed it. Yeah. I, mean, I knew people were going to die, but just watching the execution of it was. We was did fun. still kind of go, "Oh shit!" We did like when they killed him. All we were like, "Oh fuck!" Okay. Yeah. And when they killed Loki, when he killed Loki, we're like, they are not messing around. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of exciting. I'm like, who are they going to fucking kill next? Exactly. <laughs> it was kind of like there's a little bit of chum in the water. I was like, oh, it's going to be a kill fest. This is going to get crazy. So mm. were you shocked at any of the deaths at all, Ian? No. Not at all? No, because I already knew people were going to die. I was just going to say how, who, and how. It was just saying who, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I knew, yeah. I knew Black Panther did because everyone said Was Black everybody Panth- talking yeah. about it? But, you know, just seeing how they did it, you know, was, was good. I mean, it, I saw it for the, seeing it for the first time, even though we knew about it, it was still like watching it for the first time. I didn't know what was going to happen. It was super fun. And you know what's even more fun is like, I wouldn't recommend this. It's very confusing, and I'm still kind of like, who, what, what, what? Um, watching them in reverse order is an experience, I have to say. I don't know if I recommend it, but it's kind of like, <laughs> because you're closer to the last piece of material that you watched. Like, you're not starting uh-huh. from Iron Man 2008, you know, where you're like, you have to, like, almost, then you have to retread. Kind of going backwards, it's like, oh, that's who Vision is. And then, mm. oh, that's who... For me, that's been kind of cool. Yeah, that, that has been kind of interesting to do that. Because since they're all tied together in some way. And I had no idea like, they were so oh, serialized. Oh, put that together. Yeah, yeah. And that's what made me go, oh, I get why people love these things so much. Mm-hmm. And it's that's like you, really don't, cool. you don't really have to see it in order. You don't. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's, because, that's the big thing. That's the big thing yeah. about these movies is that Marvel gives you the option sure. to watch all of them, but they still make movies that stand on their own. Yeah. It's very clever That you like can that. still understand. And that's how I watch them in, all the even time. In, yeah, even in Infinity War, it's pr- 
on its own still stands pretty well. It's great. You probably want to know some things beforehand, and you'll get a lot more out of it if you've watched all previous 18 films. But, like, my roommate, she saw, like, maybe three or four Marvel movies, and she was like, yeah, I loved it. I, I I understood all of it. I'm like, okay, cool. I have to say it was jarring as shit when Vision and Scarlet Witch are talking about moving in together and they're in Scotland, I'm like, what, what the, what the fuck? Um, but it was quickly yeah. forgotten when the train clears the, the wreckage and you see Steve Rogers and I'm like, okay, why has he got a beard on? I don't, it doesn't matter. He Ugh. cute. What's up? Kick people's ass. And his, his uh, outfit it. was decidedly darker. Yeah. Like yeah, the star is like ripped out. Yeah, yeah. he's just like fuck America, y'all, fuck y'all. <laughs> and I was like, this is a message about our time. What's happening? I don't know. And then uh, and then you saw Civil War, and you're like, oh, that's what happened. Yeah, I was like, that. oh, y'all, fuck y'all. Mm. And even in their even in their you know Marvel's release dates, they're not in chronological order. No. So it makes it you know, yeah. Your yeah, list that's true. that you gave us was more comprehensive than. The list I see in a lot of uh, the Marvel writers, like well, and, uh, Io Nine, yeah. and they throw in those are those are all the movies that that came out like chronologically, not within like the storyline, mm-hmm. but all of them. The, and like the later one, the later movies have been happening outside of like the linear timeline. Gotcha. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place before Infinity War, even though it was released after Infinity War. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, and I vaguely remember. I didn't even connect it to this world. This entire time, Ant-Man was inside the ball sack of Thanos. Um, I, love, <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. Just whatever he does, it's fine with me. Yeah, he was, he was great in um, Civil War. I just love him. He's just hilarious. He's like, he was, he's like yeah. flipping uh, Black Widow around. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, he's a big guy. The, guy's, the little guy's no big guy. Like that whole scene at the airport. <laughs> Probably one of my uh, favorite scenes in the Marvel movies. But I'm becoming, I'm quickly, I'm, a, I'm already there. I'm a fan. I'm totally a fan. I di- and now I understand what the fuss is about. I'm always, I kind of pride myself on this. I'm very late to the party. I'm a huge late bloomer. I've always been this way. I will stand behind it. The, the beautiful thing about being Same. a late bloomer <laughs> in your 50s is that you get to enjoy so many cool things when you're like, I never paid attention to that until just now. And then you get to in, just it's like opening up this big gift that just has all of these things inside of yeah, it. Yeah. And you're like, great. I'm glad I just ignored this my entire life. So now I can be like, fuck, <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm having a hell of a time just sort of going and who's this and who's that and then I know with like a friend like you, I could text you and go, "Who's this bitch? What's going on?" Like and then you'll go, "Oh, and you're like you're my brain. You'll just tell me like you're my Jarvis." <laughs> you'll go, "Okay, this is what's going on with this person or you don't need to really focus on that too much." So, that's kind of what's cool about having like a friend mm-hmm. like you. Like a Marvelite, Marvel heads. Marvel, Marvel, I don't, I don't know what, what Marvel fans are called. I think they're just Marvel fans. <laughs> just Marvel fans. They just don't probably have a short hand for them. Um, we still, yeah, we have a few more to go back. I have to say one of the, the my favorite things to look out for are all the Stan Lee uh, cameos. Yeah. The Stan Lee cameos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, as I, I don't know if you guys know, he probably 
I don't know for sure that Stan got this from Hitchcock. He is of an age that would tell me that he grew up with Hitchcock. But Alfred Hitchcock's thing was to put himself as a cameo in his own films. He's one of the first directors to do it. I think he is the first director to do it. So he would put himself somewhere in his films as a bus driver or whatever, or a passersby, and then he would freeze mm-hmm. into his famous profile. And I think Stan probably grew up with watching those creepy, crawly, uh, Hitchcockian things and and then decided to put himself in these. And I love that. I love that. And I know M. Night Shyamalan does the same thing, yeah. and Sam Ismail does that with Mr. Robot. A lot of the directors do. But I think... I, should look this up on Wikipedia. I think Hitchcock did it first. And I think Stan learned that from him or is emulating that. I love it because they're very funny. They're always, they're always like, I'm so going to get fired when the yeah. Captain Marvel, I mean, the Captain America <laughs> outfit is gone and uh, the haircut and Ragnarok yeah. and uh, the bus driver. You guys have never seen an alien <laughs> spaceship before? I'm sure there's supercuts on YouTube. Can I just can I just say I called that Stanley cameo because before the movie we were like, where the hell is Stanley going to be in this huge event film? I'm like, I will bet you that he is the bus driver that Peter's on. And <gasps> you when it called happened, it? I was like, I called it. Yeah, I totally called it. I totally called it. Oh my god, that's so awesome! I didn't put any. I should have put money down. I didn't, but I should. Oh my put god, money you would have like it. had bank, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> now I we're gonna have to do that for the next film. Yes. Yeah, you have to call it. Well, well, uh, <laughs> you have to let me know. Before they release the trailer, and you tell me. You tell us. Which you protect. So now we have a whole new avenue on the show to talk about not just the, the, the TV shows that we like and things that we're tracking. I promise and I vow, solemnly vow, to go and see Marvel films in the theater when they are released. We can do that. Yeah. Hey, Andre, do you watch the uh, did you watch the Agents of Shield series? Um I watched like the first season a while back. Oh, okay. Um don't know why. Don't know why I stopped. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, I watched like a couple of episodes of Agent Carter. Um, I watched the first season of Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Those were really well. I'm working on season two of Daredevil. Um, but yeah, those are really awesome TV shows as well. I think you guys would like them actually. Yeah. Well, we um, we watched Jessica Jones. We watched Jessica and Jones, and I've seen Daredevil oh, as cool. well. Yeah, uh, we saw the first season oh, cool. of, of um, Agents of Shield, but. Again, I don't know why. We I did. was just there for Ruth Nega. I have a thing for Ruth. Yeah, Nega. I don't remember her being. There. I yeah, I don't. If you didn't exist, she'd be my wife. She's cute. <laughs> She's really cute. <laughs> don't be mad. Um, I love her in Preacher. She's probably her and Joseph Gilgun are the only reasons I'm still watching Preacher. I'm not a huge fan of Dominic Cooper. Don't come for me, anybody. Ah! Um. I love Dominic Cooper just fine. He's he's great. He's just, I don't know. Just, I don't get it. But I love Ruth Nagin and Joseph Gilgan. That's why I watch Preacher. It's one of my favorite shows. And I know he plays Howard Stark. I get it, everybody. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I knew Ruth Nagin was going to be on it. I didn't realize it was part of this whole Marvel drug I'm now taking. So I have to go back and watch it again. <laughs> Because Ruth is on it, and I can really see Ruth. Yay! I think she's not on it long. And I know that Colson, son of Cole, is uh, is the lead on that as well. But isn't he dead, Colson? 
Uh, so we thought it gets it it gets explained in in like the first episode of Agents of Shield. I don't remember oh, how they explained it. They brought his ass back. Um, okay. yeah, they did, and okay. he's apparently supposed to be in, in Captain Marvel, um, a younger version of him anyway. Oh, um, he's supposed to be in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I gotta rewatch that yeah. one. That's another one I owe the system. This has been so fun because I had no plans on being this all wrapped up in marvel films i am a completionist i'm not exactly a completionist in order but i do find myself (laughs) being driven to watch all of the shows or segments of a thing not necessarily Mm -hmm. in order because this was daunting this is like 10 years of a franchise right so I was like, fuck, I don't yep. know if I want to go back 10 years. But then I'll think nothing of sitting down with like, Ian is doing this. You just finished, um, you finished the Penny Dreadful. You finished. Season two. He just finished it. Season two. I have right. to watch season three. Right. But he just finished the whole thing that happened in season two at the end with all the things that happened. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. now he's got to go through season three. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I think nothing of like sitting down and like clocking that or fuck, I'll watch Terrace House. There's like 48 episodes of Terrace House. Like it is the craziest reality show ever. And mostly you're (laughs) watching 12 episodes to see a girl go on a date with a guy to a park where they stuff a bunch of packets of pasta into one bag. Like I know that sounds insane. That's literally... (laughs) The the latest part three of Terrace House opening doors just came out two days ago, and I've been binge watching this last little season of it, and like literally four things will happen in, over forty nine episodes because they're that Japanese. So <laughs> I don't know why I thought that Marvel was going to be daunting to watch from like two thousand eight. I'm like, how many movies is that? Couldn't be that bad. So I don't know why I thought it was daunting. Yeah. But we're well, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that you're a Marvel fan now. Glad I converted well, yet another person. <laughs> thanks to the um, Reverend Magalhaes. And I can't wait to talk yeah, about uh, Avengers Four when it comes out with you guys. Light. Yeah, totally cool. <laughs> I can't wait to like for the next one. I can't wait for us to talk. Now we have an event appointment on the horizon. We know like it's coming out this weekend. I gotta yeah. talk about it. This is gonna happen. Yeah. So you I'm got- really can I just say I'm really I'm really concerned with Avengers Four, not only because of what's gonna happen, but like I'm worried of how they're gonna top Infinity War in terms of like scope. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like these films like Infinity War and Avengers Four, which is still untitled because the title is apparently a spoiler. Oh really? For Infinity War. Or mm. or yeah. It's called Just So Kidding. that's interesting. Um yeah. I guess <laughs> We was yeah. fucking with y'all. Avengers 4. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I'm predicting it's going to be like Avengers 4 Endgame or something like that. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm interested to see if they're going to like try to top Infinity War in terms of scope. I mean, like they're not going to have like a 40 plus cast the same way they did for Infinity War. Mm. Um, but I'm hope I'm like wondering how they're if they're aiming to top this because both of these movies were filmed at the same time. Um, so I don't know. I'm not quite, sh- I'm not quite sure 
how they're going to go about it, but I will definitely be there opening weekend and we most likely will talk about it. Um, and yeah, I'm just, yeah. I just need to know the title. Just give me we, the title and yeah, I think I'll be I good for like a couple of weeks I think and we're gonna, the trailer. We'll brave the crowds of Los Angeles opening weekend. We'll just go during the day, <laughs> during the work day. Okay. And uh, we'll go and see it, and then we'll have a podcast almost immediately afterwards. Because if it opens on a Friday, we can go like at 10 o'clock a.m. Friday. We did do that with Black Panther. Yeah. We didn't know Andre at the time, though. We didn't know all the things that we know now. So <laughs> we know that we're going to talk about Orange is a New Black. We know we're going to talk about Penny Dreadful. There's a couple of things on yes. the horizon. That we will talk about that are coming up. We always promise you guys Penny Dreadful and then never talk about it. It takes time. It takes, it's very <laughs> dense. There's lots of shit going on. We also had to stop down and watch every Marvel movie ever made just to do one <laughs> podcast. Um, so we will be back. By the yeah. way, thank you for all the followers. There's a lot of people who are participating with us on Instagram, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, people who are, by the way, people are coming to the website like crazy. It's nuts. Thank you guys for coming to the website and listening to the podcast. We're on this thing. I Forgive me, everyone. I don't know what it is. It's called Tune In. Do you know what that is? We're on it. I, I was told to go and um, no. get our podcast on it. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's called Tune In. So if you can't find us on our other platforms that Andre's about to pitch and tell you about, um, there's this thing called Tune In that you can find the Ashton podcast on. I, there was a form to fill out, so I, I feel that our podcast is there. I don't know what the fuck it is. So uh, so please <laughs> <laughs> go there. Andre, uh, tell them where else they can find us, please, sir. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys uh, want to leave comments, thoughts, suggestions on what we've talked about, what you want us to talk about, you can email us at like ashenpodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Ashen Podcast. If you want to leave any comments and we can read them on the air, that would be really cool. Um, and, of course, our website, ashenpodcast.com. And in terms of where you can find us and listen to us, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, our website, and most recently, Google Play. We just got that up and running. Um, and while you're at it, leave us a review. Um, it'll help make the podcast look more legit. It'll help uh, make us more visible, help people find us easier. And go ahead and subscribe while you're at it. Um, and yeah. Because we are not legit. I just want y'all to know. We're just people. You know, I, I, I think it's because we're trying to spread the world because we're just trying to like reach out to folks and, and find out who y'all are. This is not a, we're not making any money off this thing right now. Uh, the goal is to like make a little dash just so everybody has a side hustle, but it's not like a big kind of, you know, we're not trying to build an empire or some shit like that. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I want to be very clear about that. I don't sit around and go, Oh my God, I don't take over the world. Um, it's mostly just about like, you know, we do this because we love to talk about the stuff that we love to talk about and we love to reach out to you guys and hear from you. And we do get some awesome feedback from people, people listening also all over the, the world. And that's kind of pretty cool to, to know that you're connecting with folks. And and this is how we found Andre, you know, by, by speaking our truth and saying what we believe. And then he found <laughs> us and now we have this awesome friend who's you know, on the other side of the country, which is pretty fucking awesome. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what this whole thing is about. It's not about 
big old sponsorships. But I do want to I do want to give some love to Loot Crate. And again, I yeah, I would love to have y'all as a sponsor for for fucking sure. But we know we don't have like the maybe the numbers right now to get y'all. But I do want to do a referral, and, and, and I want to talk about them a little bit about um, that we 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 when we had the dough to do it. We subscribe to Loot Crate. And the cool thing about Loot Crate is you get all these really cool, high-value items from across, across all of these franchises. And if you have aunts and uncles and just nerds in your family, nerds in your life, nerds as friends, nerds as casual acquaintances, it's the, it's the fucking box that keeps on giving. I have still giving away delightful and lovely gifts that we garnered through Loot Crate and that we also personally own. I have a pin collection that will chuck a horse. It's amazing. I have some beautiful shirts and I have some little gifts to give to my little cousins and friends and just to brighten people's day. So I don't know. Loot Crate, they have all kinds of plans. Some are $20 a month and some are 15 I know y'all like, girl, I ain't even got no $7 to afford. I Yes, then don't get it. I get it. Like, I can barely afford Netflix. Yes, I hear you. That's why I got rid of it, too. But if you want to, like, get deep uh, in your fandom for about six months, three months, two months, you can cancel any time. Uh, please subscribe to Loot Crate because this is the bomb diggity. I'm still taking gifts um, around to our little cousins and stuff. We loved it. I think we would still we would still subscribe to it if we could, wouldn't we? Yep, we would. It's cool. You always got excited when we'd see the Loot Crate box. Loot Crate. And we would open it, just the whole unboxing ceremony every month. So if you get a chance, go to LootCrate.com and check out all of their plans. <laughs> and guys, we're not getting a dime for this. We just love y'all so hard. So please give <laughs> us some shout out love. And um, I don't know. Let's talk. Love you. Uh, also, there's a guy who who uh, subscribes to our uh, IG. Um, his name is the, his, his uh, podcast is called the JB Podcast. Uh, he's a very cool guy. We love this guy. Um, he is a very positive person and has this great podcast about spirituality and living your everyday life in a positive way. And I got to tell you, in this dark ass time. We need uh, homies like this. The JB Podcast. Go find him wherever he is situated. But go find him first on IG. See where you can find him in all his places. I did not look up where his podcast was. But the man is there to tell you where he is located. Um, That's what I'll tell you about this week. Uh, Also, uh, just a little nervous. Going to be seeing a hand surgeon next week. I I broke my finger and... and, uh, 1997, and they went and they did an MRI of it last week. Seems there's a tumor in my finger. So, uh, so hoping it's benign. I feel like it is. You feel like it is. You think it is, right? I think it's just an old injury, or it's the current injury that they need to fix. Not gonna lie, though, it kind of keeps me awake at night a little bit. So I'm a little bit. uh, I could use some good vibes right now, y'all. Uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous about it. I'm going to go in to see a hand surgeon this next week. Hopefully it's just some old-ass cartilage laying around in my finger. It's not like an actual tumor that's going to take me out of this world. Hopefully it'll take more than that to take me out of this world. So I'm a little bit a little bit nervous about that. That That is on my mind these days. And that's mm-hmm. why these movies have been such a great distraction. Because they've kind of given me something kind of cool to think about. So I don't go, oh my god, I have fucking cancer and I'm going to die. Um, that's why it kind of reminded me like what art is for and, and these movies may seem 
silly to some, but they were very uplifting to me <laughs> during this kind of crazy time. I'm like, okay, I'll just watch Thanos just kill some motherfuckers and I'll feel better about myself. I feel like I'm rambling at this point. I want to shut up. Uh, anything you want to plug, Andre? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to say? Go follow or like or love. I do want to recommend um, this podcast I've been listening to. Um, I've been listening to them for a, a long time. Um, they're called, and I've talked to, about them before, um, but they're called uh, Rewatchable. And they're a podcast um, basically where um, there's a bunch of, uh, there's like a panel of people and they go back and watch shows that have been um, they long since finished or canceled too early. And they go back and they have this really cool system where half of the panel, they're called super fans. They've seen the show before. They sort of lead the conversation. And then half of the, half of the other panel, um, they're newbies. So they've never seen the show before. Um, so it's you get the feedback from people that have seen it, that are rewatching it, and then people that have never seen it before. Um, and it's really cool. They're currently covering Sense8. Um, their uh, latest episode was the four, um, season episode, uh, season one, episode four. Uh, they, do, they do go by, uh, episode by episode. And they've been doing it for a while. If you want to go back and listen to the other shows, um, they've done all five seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, wow. Um, they've done, uh, let's see, they've done Legend of Korra, um, Avatar The Last Airbender, Firefly, uh, Veronica Mars, and Freaks and Geeks. Wow. Yeah. One more time, what's the name of that podcast? Rewatchable. Oh, man. I wanna, I'm actually going to subscribe to them. You mentioned them before, and... All that shit's my jam. I mean, all of that shit. We're going to learn about Sensate on this podcast. I know it seems like it's been a minute, but I want to talk about Sensate with you. But Ian and I got to catch up on that stuff. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, they're really cool. The, everyone, everyone is super funny. They're really insightful, and it's it's really nice, like listening to a bunch of different opinions and how people like go in depth. I love that stuff. on the show. So yeah, I totally, rec- totally recommend it. Rewatchable. Check that it, stuff. check it, check it. That's awesome. All right, so we're gonna like uh, leave you for the rest of your evening, today, afternoon, wherever you are, wherever you're at in the universe right now, listening to this podcast. Thank you, by the way, for listening. We do love you very much. And uh, you guys take care of yourselves. Please take care of yourself. We need you in the world. Good night, good luck, peace, good morning, and all that stuff. (laughs) Peace.